What's up, everybody? This is Gratitude Unfiltered, and I'm your host, Joshua T. Berglund. We are live right now in the Live Mana Worldwide Network. Welcome. So blessed to have you guys here. Uh, first things first, let's have a word from our sponsor. A special thank you to I Am Conchita Cosmetics. You can go to E-Y-E-A-M-C-O-N-C-H-I-T-A.com. Use promo code WELCOME10 to save 10% on the brand new lash app and curl that allows anyone who loves to wear lashes. It allows you to apply them in five seconds or less, really. That's even with applying the glue. It's pretty remarkable, but you watch there on the video. So, I want to give a shout out to them and then also to Live Mana Worldwide or Live Mana Utoya, oops, um, which is our CBD company. You can use, I mean, they get, they have literally skincare, uh, not cosmetics yet, but every type of like health supplement you can imagine. Uh, there's a new line called Delta that's out that we actually just placed our order, uh, Jessica and I. And it is, I'm so excited to try it. Like I've been reading the reviews and the science behind it, and this is an absolute game changer. So I think you guys will absolutely love it. Uh, you can check it out. You go to livemanautoya.com. And if you sign up for the newsletter, you will get free CBD gummies. So check that out. And of course, thank you to everyone who is supporting and uh, you know donating to the Live Mana Worldwide Foundation and helping fund uh, our mission. It, it, it means a lot to us and we are some of the things that are happening behind the scenes we cannot wait to reveal to the public but new shows we had a meeting for grace unfiltered today uh, really excited to be launching that on the live model worldwide network also gathering the eagle eagles um, we have another husband and wife duo that's going to be doing a show that is just like i'm so excited um, about that and actually they have quite a big following and then adding, um, we're going to be also launching an event uh, with one of our friends in South Africa. Um, she'll be, she's actually going to be creating a show, but we're going to be broadcasting um, her event on our network. So that's cool. So there's a lot of really fun things happening, which is, but at the same time, I got to be honest with you, it's a little, <laughs> a little bit, there's an insecurity that I'm battling because we've, completely gone away from everything that we've done in the past to go all in on this network. And it's going to look a lot different. One of the things is on this episode today, you won't see chat. Um, we're having the chat software integrated with our media player so that when we broadcast, we can have live chat um, right underneath it. But the chat software I was using before, I didn't like the look and and but chat and the feedback and the user engagement you guys are such a huge part of the broadcast um i've been insistent about having chat with these television broadcasts or multimedia broadcasts so anyway thank you no matter where you're watching from whether you're watching from livemonoworldwide.org or any of the social media platforms thank you for being here thank you for your support as you know, we've been covering, uh, talking about the power of vision, and this is a purpose series. I think we're on lesson number 15 now. So this is going to be really good. I'm really excited about this one. 
and uh, I hope you enjoy. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the opportunity to be here. Thank you for the opportunity to broadcast. I just ask that you open the hearts and minds of everyone that is watching and listening, even on the podcast, that you know you speak to their heart, you speak to their mind, and you give them the courage and the boldness to take that step in faith that they, that they know that you're calling them to make. Thank you so much again for this opportunity, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, let's do this. So this is called, called, justified, and glorified. We've been talking about the importance of power of vision. We concluded that the concluded the last lesson by looking at the C five vision. This is what we would. This is what we should all be reaching toward. Some may be wondering why we are not more spiritually fruitful. Ask yourself these questions. Am I committed to fervent and consistent prayer? Do I read and study and think about the word on a regular basis? Do I have an ongoing trouble in some of my significant relationships? Do I have significant character flaws that I've been justifying or denying? That one's tough. Do I have significant character flaws that I have been justifying or denying? In my former life, <laughs> thinking about like all of the different ways that I would try to justify my actions or the give the yeah buts, you know, when somebody's trying to give you feedback about something they may not like, or maybe you've hurt their feelings, or maybe you've insulted them somehow, and you've got like you're in you the first things out of your mouth are yeah yeah but 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 you you did it you did it i think i'm still guilty of it you are am i mm -hmm. so the person you can't see is jessica and i guess i still do that mm -hmm. so that's always fun when you're about to teach a lesson and you realize that you're still guilty of doing something that you're teaching it means you're growing you're it, still growing that's good okay that's good so i'm growing <laughs> so do i have significant character flaws that i have been justifying or denying i don't think i deny my character flaws though you don't admit them i don't admit my character flaws until now yeah until they're pointed out until and you're in a headspace to accept it yeah i'm one of those people that if you have negative feedback for me i think it's always appropriate for you if you want to give it to me to say may i give you feedback and then give me an opportunity to say no i'm not in the mental space for this right now because i can get a little bit tooty have i ever asked permission to give you feedback she doesn't ask permission <laughs> she just gives it to me i don't play by rules she doesn't play by rules mm -hmm. neither do i Am I willing to work hard and put forth a lot of effort at my job or in my work at home or in the church? So again, um, you may be wondering why people are not being more spirit, why you're not more spiritually fruitful. These are some of the reasons. Do I really care about those who do not know? Who, do I really care about those who do not know the Lord? We talked about that last the last episode. And a lot of us don't. 
like, but, and here's the thing. I think, I think you can really have a heart for other people, but be so consumed by your own mess. I talked to somebody yesterday and, you know, just hearing kind of what they were doing and I, all I could feel like was they were trying to do too much. Like they were on fire for the Lord. They were on fire for doing what God called them to do. However, every time that they would step out and, and try to step into their purpose and step into, you know, to do more of what they knew they were called to do, something always went wrong. And after further speaking with him, one of the things that I learned was that really he was on shaky ground. His own foundation wasn't strong. And there was a lot more work for him to do. And I had this similar experience. I mean, this is, I think the reason why I was able to identify it is because I went through that season of my life. I can't really say it was that miserable, but the idea that at the time, did was sounded it did sound miserable to me and that was isolate like i had a season of where god just wanted me and him and it was one of those moments that where there was nowhere to turn nowhere to go it was just me and him and for almost a year i was in this cocoon where actually the cocoon lasted longer there was different evolutions of it i think i tried to escape too soon so I had to go back in. But in this case, it was me being alone and really figuring out who I was and really doing the work to heal. I heard um, there's a guy named Pedro, and a lot of you know him from the 100X Academy. He said one thing that really resonated with me during a course of his a year ago. He said, if you don't do everything, if you do not heal all of the wounds of your past, you will never be calm. You'll never become all that God wants you to be. You'll never receive all that God has for you until you heal all of the wounds of your past. That actually is how I ended up back in Oklahoma, is hearing that. I left Los Angeles and went home because there was an area of my life that I still had to heal. So, and I can tell you, um, that part was hard for me going back to Oklahoma, uh, going to that journey, went back into the cocoon, but that's where not only did I completely heal, but that's where I also, and look, you can completely heal and have character flaws as Jessica has so delicately <laughs> put it put. Yep. Yeah. So no one's perfect. No, no one's perfect. You're not going to be perfect, but you can still heal. But also in healing is also where I found my covering, the ministry I'm a part of. It's where I found my spiritual father and mentor, and it changed everything. But it's worth doing the work to heal. Absolutely. Romans 8, 29 through 30. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of a son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he predestined to be conformed to the image of a son, these he also called, whom he called, these he also justified, and whom he justified, 
these he also glorified. Okay, this is one of those times that I wish the Bible would just speak English, because what? I love Romans too. This is like, you know, have you ever tried like, so I used to stutter when I was young and I was trying to read and I got over it. But I've learned that as I've learned to read a little bit better, that my eyes still skip over words because you can kind of predict what the next word is. That works everywhere but the Bible. Holy geez, I'm going to read that again just because I felt like I just spoke Chinese. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, these he also called, whom he called, these he also justified, and whom he justified, these he also glorified. It was a little bit better, but I think I need to read a different version of that. Anyway, we are all called by, this, this is what it's saying, we are all called by God when he heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. We were all justified when we obeyed the gospel and experienced new birth. But just as much as it was the purpose of God to call you and justify you, it is also his purpose to glorify you. Hallelujah. That is to conform you to the image of his son. Because the son of God, the man Jesus Christ, is the radiance of God's glory. And God wants the same glory to radiate out of you. But for this to happen, you must be sol solidly committed to consistent prayer. And you must add that to good character, a willingness to connect with others and a willingness to work hard. Then on top of all of that, you must add compassion. It is by this combination of spiritual attributes that God will be glorified in you. We shared on the last episode talking about prayer and the one thing I have noticed, the uh, one of the biggest changes in my life, well, no, let me back up. Prayer has become more consistent where it's not just praying in the morning and at night and Jessica, I pray together, but even doing my own prayer. Um, and you know, you can do it when you're walking down the hall. Some people do it in the bathroom. You can do it in the car when you're driving, you're out for a walk. I mean, like you can really pray anytime, but the dedicated prayer times that we have are morning and night. And then, you know, fill in the blanks. It's like, sometimes you pray in the middle of the day. Sometimes you pray like whenever you, it, that's all good. But since there's been this consistent, dedicated prayer, and look, your prayers don't have to be complicated. Sometimes I think we try to overcomplicate everything. And if we keep it simple, like God knows the desires of our heart. And if we show up in prayer and we show up in, 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 with a sincere and open heart and we're being authentic with our cries to the Lord or praise to the Lord, I don't think we need to go on for 15 hours. I know some people do, but I don't, I personally don't get the point of praying that long. Could be wrong. Could be wrong. Maybe, maybe that's not the best thing to say, but like, come on. 
like, I don't know if we need to get that all that crazy about it. At the same time, we do get to show up in sincerity and we do get to show up again with an open heart. And when we are praying, it's about thanking God, you know, and yes, we can ask God for things, but in the end, we have to glorify and to thank and give our gratitude to him because without that, I don't think we have much else. So ever since this committed prayer has happened, and, and I was pretty good about it, but now it's more dedicated. The things that have transformed and evolved out of, of not just my life, but I've seen in Jessica's life and, and just the surrounding, you know, just the, like her world. I've watched her world change from afar because I've watched her dedicated prayer life. And the same with me and what we're experiencing and what we're experiencing together. It has been absolutely a blessing. Um, and it's just not just renewed, but it's kept my faith revived. And it's probably, if anything, made my faith more bold than it's ever been before. And because of that, we're seeing more chances to have bold faith, if that makes sense. Second Peter, did that make sense? I think it puts it in the forefront of your mind more often to pray when you pray, mm -hmm. then it, it keeps you more in line throughout the day because you're continuously checking in out loud. I like that. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see. So then on top of all that, you must add compassion. It is by this combination, compassion and consistent prayer um good character willingness to connect with others willingness to work hard on top of all that you add compassion well that's exhausting it is by this combination of spiritual attributes that god will be glorified in you all that really is is the fruits of the spirit you know walk in forgiveness be kind have compassion have a sincere heart not a judgy one yeah i like that Second Peter 1, 2 through 5, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. As his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust, but also for this very reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith. Faith is the starting place. Faith speak of our relationship with Jesus. Faith speaks of the basics, prayer, praise, the word, but we can't stop there. Second Peter 1 5 add to your faith virtue virtue is the key element of godly character we must add it we must we must not think that God must add it we must add it second Peter 1 5 through 6 to virtue knowledge to knowledge self-control to self-control perseverance to perseverance godliness Oh, I love that. To virtue, knowledge, to knowledge, self-control. Because when you're knowledgeable or have wisdom, 
you know the importance of self-control. And you don't act emotionally. You don't act out of emotions. Your EQ, your emotional intelligence is higher. You know that by responding in anger or lashing out, there's consequences for that. So yeah, that's good. Knowledge, self-control, self-control, the perseverance, self-control gives you perseverance and you need that self-control to have persevere because you'll realize that every trial and every obstacle that you go through is actually something to either train you or prepare you or is not for you, but it's preparing you for the next level. I like that. So self-control, perseverance, and perseverance to godliness. That's pretty awesome. I like that. These are all attributes of character that affect our relationship with others and our work ethic. Second Peter 1.7, to godliness, brotherly kindness. This speaks of our connection with our brothers and sisters in the Lord. The Greek word is literally fondness for the brethren. It is this genuine affection we have for one another that identifies us as the disciples of Jesus. Second Peter 1.7 And to brotherly kindness, love, agape. Here's the compassion that moves the gospel forward. This is the love that sacrifices and gives to others. This is the love that really cares. Second Peter 1, 8 through 9. For if these things are yours and abound, you will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. There will be fruit on your tree. For he who lacks these things is short-sighted, even to blindness, no vision, and has gotten that he was cleansed from his old sins. He who lacks these things has no vision. So you see, no matter how you look at this, it all goes back to your vision. Doesn't everything? Everything really goes back to your vision. Your vision is what will pull you out of any freaking disaster that you're going through. Any heartache, any struggle, any depression. Vision, even your relationship problems. Like if you, when, you, when you're with somebody that you share a vision with, it has this way of like magically pulling you out of tragic situations that you normally get locked into. Like when I say locked into, think about these little petty fights that you get in with, you know, a loved one or a coworker or a family member. It, 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 some of it is just so irrelevant when it comes to the bigger picture of what you're created to do. But if you're in one of those relationships where you're constantly getting stuck in little, little petty stuff, you got to check yourself. Like, are you, and get serious about this. What is your purpose? Like, what were you created to do? What is the vision that you have for your life? And here's the thing, men, you can't wait for your woman. You can't, like, what's her vision? I want to align with that. No, men, it's your job to have the vision. And your woman, your partner, when she steps into her role as the, the helper, the partner, you realize we either share a vision or you don't. And if you don't, you got nothing. Sorry to tell you, you got nothing. Am I wrong? No, you're right. I remember when you asked me what my vision was. 
I really did. And then I remember when we revisited it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you and we we share a vision. Well, do I know what, what happened? Yeah, you can share. Please do. Okay. So you asked me what I saw myself doing. And in my head, I was thinking one thing, but I told you I wasn't sure mm-hmm. what exactly it was, but I knew what I was passionate about. And then, like, a week later, I believe, I told you that it may sound weird, but the only thing I can envision myself doing is helping the person I was with do something, which I felt like was a bad answer because I felt like I should have my own. So I told you that and then come to find out it fit up fit, fit perfectly and then we've kind of evolved into more. Yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. And which was weird is that I was getting visions for what her life was that matched that perfectly. Mm-hmm. And I was shared with my shared my vision with her. This is before this is like when we just started to become friends before we started working together and then fall in love. But I didn't mean to dismiss that the love part is the, the best part of it. I don't know. What is the best part? Everything, anyway, all it's of it. really kind of awesome. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> but I was getting visions for her and I shared the vision with her because I think if you get visions for people, it's really, really good. A great way to build your faith is if whatever your spiritual gifting is, if you can share, if you share that and you can get the feedback of, yeah. Uh, you're you're kind of crazy, or get the feedback of, yeah, that, that I like that 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 fits in my spirit, or even better, you know what? I've had two other people tell me that too, and that's confirmation. That's awesome. But anyway, I shared it with her. Come to find out, she had gotten confirmation because I could see what she was doing. I could see her life. I could see what she would be doing with her partner. Come to find out. Now I'm, now, now I'm so fortunate it's me. And we're doing exactly what I saw, which is even better. Anyway, not to get lost on that. So anyway, he who lacks these things has no vision. So you see, no matter how you look at this, it all goes back to your vision. When we speak of vision, we are talking about more than just acceptance of oneness doctrine. We are talking about a profound revelation of Jesus Christ. We are talking about the kind of revelation that knocks you off of your horse and throws you down in the dirt. We are talking about a revelation that demolishes the ego, crucifies the flesh, and leaves a person utterly humbled before the presence of God. I would say that we are entering in that now. That would basically describe exactly what has been happening in our lives the last six months. And you know what? This whole thing about demolishing the ego, crucifying the flesh, straight up, is, it's what it is. I mean, because again, when you have all this, and you you know your identity, you know who you are in Christ, you know what you're called to do, and you have that vision, you get so locked in all of the little obstacles that try to come at you and distract you and, and move you out of the way or, or, you know, when I say move you out of the way, 
move you off of your path and they can all be good things. Like I'm so hypersensitive to being um, uh, 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 distracted by something good because remember the enemy, he, he, he doesn't need to break your legs to beat you. He just needs to distract you. And, and sometimes he will distract you with things that are actually good. Like they look good, they, they test out good. They just may not be for you. They may not align with your purpose. And I don't know if any one of you out there that have had that experience, but even now with all of these things that are happening that are so good and we have all of these different opportunities coming at us, it's like we have to look at it really prayerfully and go, does this line up? Is this in line with what we are called to do? As beautiful as it is. And sometimes you may get an offer, a financial offer, to be able to, uh, a financial offer, like to, to, to do something and you're desperate for money. Like you really need the money and, and you have get some money thrown at you and it's really tempting to take the money because you need it. Right? Well, sometimes the devil will use things like that to distract you, to get you off of the path of where you're supposed to go. And I can tell you over the last five years of my life, and I know it's gone back way more than then, but since I've been walking with the Lord, I've experienced this where I've taken all of these detours that were so unnecessary for what it is that I'm doing today. But I did it because I needed money. I told myself. It's how you go around the mountain. Right? Yeah. Mountain or you, yeah, go around the mountain. Yeah. What is it? You could also go around in the desert, get lost in the desert. Uh, whatever analogy you want to use. There's a lot of it. <laughs> Chasing my tail. Every time we do this, we get into analogies now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I need to think of some new, better analogies than they, like chasing my tail. We're going to make a website full of analogies. <laughs> no, see, that would be a distraction. Oh, we don't have time right. to make a website full so of analogies. I'm easily distracted. <laughs> He who lacks these things has no vision. So you see, no matter how you look at this, it all goes back to your vision. When we speak of vision, we are talking about more than just acceptance of oneness doctrine. We are talking about a profound revelation of Jesus Christ. We are talking about the kind of revelation that knocks you off your horse and throws you down in the dirt. We are talking about a revelation that demolishes the ego, crucifies the flesh and leaves a person utterly humbled before the presence of God. Second Peter 1, 10 through 11. Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your call and election sure. For if you do these things, you will never, you will never stumble due to lack of vision. For so an entrance will be supplied to you abundantly in the everlasting kingdom of our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm struggling with reading. No, something's wrong with your mouth. Do you want some water? Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I miss, you know, I'll be straight up with you. I kind of miss talking to people. Because <laughs> now you're stuck with me. Well, yeah. I'm, uh, so, yeah. And obviously, those of you who watch the broadcast, if you're your first time watching, well, this is a train wreck right now. But it's not a train wreck. It's it is a train wreck. I'm no. Say hi really quick, even though I can't see myself. Here, you can see yourself now. Mm -hmm. This is Jessica, hey. everyone. 
Um, so we, yeah, I'm so used to the interaction, talking back and forth, but we have no chat right now. And I miss everybody, <laughs> but I'm not going back to Facebook. Anyway, <clears throat> at least in the traditional way. I'm really excited about this chat. So, yeah, but really I have like a fat mouth and fat tongue and I can't, I, I'm like, I'm not reading today very well. You maybe you should speak from your heart instead. I know, but this is the content. Well, maybe God wants you to do that a different day. Mm -hmm. There you go. Good point. Okay. <clears throat> we have been called... We have been elected, chosen, but we must go on to make our calling and election sure by becoming gloriously fruitful. God's plan is to bring many sons to glory. How determined are you to become gloriously fruitful? If you have any reservations, what are they? What might be holding you back? Why would anyone not want to be fruitful? Like it makes no sense to me. If they don't feel like they're worthy. Yeah, but doesn't, no, you're right. Because yeah. even unworthy people or people that feel unworthy, everyone, yeah. Not everyone. I know what unworthiness feels like. It's not very good. Mm -hmm. Like to feel unworthy, just to be able to even accept a compliment. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's a bad place to be. Mm -hmm. But I still wanted more. Like it, it would break my heart to know somebody that wouldn't want to be fruitful because it's where everything comes to life. I mean, it's like, that's where you know who you are. Like when you're producing fruit, that means you are solid with who you are and who you were created to be. Probably a lot of people out there that are not to that point yet. That makes me sad. Let's look at why a vision of Jesus Christ is so important and so powerful. Hebrews 1, 1 through 3. God, who at previous times and in various ways spoke in time, passed to the fathers by the prophets, has in these days spoken to us by his Son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, heir of all things, through whom he also made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power. When he had by himself purged all sins, our sins, set down at the right hand of the majesty on high. Hebrews 1.3 Brightness of his God's, brightness of his God's glory and the express image of his God's person. This verse describes Jesus as the brightness of God's glory. The glory of God is who and what God really is. In John 4, 24, Jesus said that God is the spirit. Since God is a spirit and a spirit is invisible, it is difficult for us to perceive him. The man Jesus, however, is the brightness, the radiance of God's glory. He is the visible shining forth of what which is invisible. He is the spirit of God radiating outward toward us in an invisible medium. Think of God as being like a sun, S-U-N. When you look at the sun, what do you see? 
you really don't see the sun itself because the sun is nothing but a massive invisible gases. What you see is the light that shines forth from the sun. The man Jesus is the light of God that makes God visible to us. This is why Jesus could say, he who has seen me has seen the Father. John 14, 9. Of course, the light of the sun is not a different object than the sun itself. The light is simply that aspect of the sun that radiates out and enables us to experience the sun. This is what John meant when he wrote, No one has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, who is in the bosom of the Father, he has declared him. John 1.18 The message says it this way. This is the easy version of the Bible. No one has ever seen God. Not so much a glimpse. This want-of-a-kind God expression who exists at the very heart of the Father has made him plain as day. Hebrews 1, Hebrews 1, 3, I can't even say Hebrews today. Hebrews 1, 3 also describes Jesus as the express image of God's person. The word translated person actually means the substance or the essence of a thing. Again, God is a spirit. In a spirit, he is eternal, invisible, and fills all space. All space. But Jesus is the express image of that spirit. He is the visible representation of the invisible spirit. The Greek word translated express image is the word character. This means that Jesus, this means that the man Jesus is literally the character of God. I never thought about it that way, but it makes sense. Huh. The Greek word, it's character, which C-H-A-R-A-K-T-E-R. It means an engraver, either the tool or the person who uses the tool. By implication, it can mean an engraving, an exact copy, or a representation. Didn't know that. Mm -hmm. In other words, character can be either something that makes an impression or the impression made. Jesus is the character of God. He is the divine engraver. He makes himself known to us for the purpose of making an impression on us. So the question is, are you impressed with Jesus? If not, then you haven't really seen him. You will never have his kind of good character. A Christ-like character is the trunk of the tree. Without it, you will never have fruit-bearing branches. Without it, without it, you will continually have a relationships problems and accomplishment problems without a strong and solid trunk you are just a reed shaken by the wind you are nothing but soft garments christ-like character has a backbone to it it supports and brings life to its branches take about what kind of talk take about what kind of impression jesus christ has made on you that's literally what that says and i don't think that's right well, look, it's not like, I mean, I, I'll be honest. Like, I can't, I don't see Jesus, but I feel him. I talk to him like he's there because I feel that he's there. I can feel him like I can feel the Holy Spirit. 
And the biggest impression that I've learned so far in my journey and my walk is that he is our friend in such a way that he wants us to have this, he, he wants us to have everything that he had outside of give, sacrificing his life. Like he was the ultimate leader. He gave us the blueprint to, to live the best version of ourselves, the best life that we were called to live. Like it, it, it's like he was the perfect model for that. And the other thing I've learned since getting to know him and continuing to get to know him is that all of these things that I used to beat myself up for or hate myself for or shame myself for is not a thing to him. It, it, it's not a big deal. In other words, that's why he died on the cross. That's why he died for our sins. So we would be free of that shame, that guilt, the rage, the addiction, all of it. And you know what? And when I do mess up, I, it's like I, I feel what I feel inside is that I've let him down, but I'm quick to repent and and ask for forgiveness. And it's like it makes it better, like it, it heals the relationship. So like if I sin, well, I guess what I'm trying to say is if I sin against Jessica or I sin against someone else, like, even though I feel in my heart and I'm convicted by it, like I've let down my friend, like I feel like I'm sinning against Jesus, right? So even though it's Jessica, it's Jesus or Bob or Mary or whatever imaginary name I can think of, but whoever it is. And when I repent and or I ask for forgiveness, you know, when you like, um, I don't know if this is the right analogy to use, but you know when, okay, you get in a fight with your spouse and someone you love and, and it's like, and it's someone that you genuinely care about and you've hurt their feelings and you've upset them and, and you ask for forgiveness and, and, and you're like, you say you're sorry, you apologize and all of that stuff. And like, you're still like, oh God, man, I'm really hurt them and you're down about it. And that person comes over and says, sorry, phone's ringing, comes over and just like they give you this hug letting you know <laughs> it's okay that's what it's like i hope i did that right yeah yeah but that's honestly what it's like that is the impression that jesus has made on me and you know what and then i'm motivated to not do it again because i don't want to let him down because he's our friend and, and I think that when you surround yourself with other believers, what you notice is that you start to see the Jesus inside of them. And that's how you get to look at people with compassion. That's how you get to walk in forgiveness. That's how you get to forgive and so on. So that's that. I appreciate you guys being here tonight. Um, <laughs> we're a little discombobulated. I'm sorry, a little distracted. Say you goodbye say hello? with you. Yeah. Hi. Are you going to say goodbye? Yeah, I want to say goodbye with you. Okay. So this is it. Goodbye. We'll be back tomorrow uh, live at 5 p.m. 
And um, hopefully by then we'll have the chat because I'm really, really excited to be able to see all of you again. Me too. All right. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this broadcast. Uh, thank you for anyone. Uh, thank you for for anyone today that just got has the courage now to to take another step towards what you've called them to do. And maybe it's as simple as just surrendering, just saying, thy will be done. My life is no longer my own. Let your will be done. Use all of me for your purposes, Lord. Father, we love you and we thank you for the opportunity that even with all of the chaos and crazy going on, we thank you that we have an opportunity to still serve you. And we know that by following you, the outcome is guaranteed. And that outcome is victorious. We love you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. Thank you again for our sponsors. I am Conchita Cosmetics. That's E-Y-E-A-M-C-O-N-C-H-I-T-A.com. Use promo code WELCOME10 to save 10% on the Lash App and Curl. Also want to give a shout out to our CBD company. Go to livemanautoya.com. Uh, you sign up for the newsletter, you'll get free CBD uh, gummies, which are fantastic, but you should definitely check out the uh, new Delta product. Very, very excited about that. All right, guys, thank you so much for being here. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Bye.